Forty chess. Yeah. Forty chess. Huh. Forty chess. Let's get it. Forty chess. This a trade show, Patreon where the trades go Tapping and watch, that's what you came for Ain't gotta say my name, they know my name, bro What's good, man? We got McNutted in H.E.M. Always start off the show with a trade from them You should always make sure that your trade is in Patreon, why not be a Patreon? Know you wish you could spend every day with them Tap in and say what you gonna say with them Stop home and could fill up a stadium Next time you log in, make sure that you bring a friend We about to kick off, let the day begin Go follow the socials, 40 chess FF is posted If your trade is an F, you get roasted Go like and subscribe for the crew Apple, Spotify, and the YouTube You know Cooper got the wall too Let us give you a walkthrough 40 chess This is 40 chess What's up, everybody? Welcome into the 40 Chess Dynasty Football Podcast. Something a little bit different. Uh, we had a we had a situation come up, so we uh, we subbed in some pinch hitters to talk some dynasty ranks early 2024. So you can go check that out on In Between Media. Uh, you can check out the entire live stream, which I highly recommend. Or Adam and I, through magic of audio and video editing, we'll marry it together. So you'll be able to check that out right now. All right, all right, all right. It is November 28th, 2023, and yes, we are three quarters of the way through the NFL season. So we thought, what better way to spend the evening than talk about the next crop of rookies coming into the league? I'm Seth Wilcox, still a jaded Penn State fan. Fuck Michigan, fuck Ohio State. And I am joined by a guy who is possibly staying warm in an attic in Texas tonight, eating grass-fed steaks with all the cash he's been rolling in in the college basketball season. Eric Romoff. Eric, what's up tonight, man? How are we doing post-Thanksgiving? Man, can confirm staying warm, nice and toasty in my attic. And uh, no no grass-fed steaks tonight, but might be on the <laughs> menu soon. That sounds that sounds pretty good. Those uh those college basketball streets have been lucrative. Good week in DFS on on the NFL side. So we're uh we're riding high heading into week 13. There you go, man. Well, appreciate you being here. And guys, unfortunately, our usual planned guest, he got the flu. Uh, so we called up the only two guys who would answer and want to talk about rookies five months ahead of the NFL draft. They're the leaders of the shitheads, founders of South Harmon Fantasy Football, Mike and Adam. Boys, thanks for uh, answering the call literally an hour before we went live tonight. How are we doing? Doing well, man. I, I will say uh, both fuck Ohio State and fuck Michigan I can get behind right now. And okay. all, I, because that's true um, as an Ohio State fan, I also think it's it's also true the uh, you know it is unfortunate that we're here to be the guest. Um, we're not the primary guest, but listen, we're all you got right now, so we'll take it. Here, here we are. We're ready to talk. We're ready to talk the twenty twenty four, the twenty twenty five class anytime. We'll talk dynasty till we're blue in the face. There that's we all go. we do, man. That's all we do. And go Hawks, go Hawks. Uh, <laughs> you know, between uh, all the Big Ten fans in here, I'm the only one who's got a team in the championship game. It's weird. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, let's see, what, <laughs> let's see what Kurt Ferentz has to say after getting his ass kicked here yeah. by Michigan. 
Hey, whatever it is, bet the over though, because it's gonna be like fifty six. <laughs> oh, I was gonna to say nine. bet the under, my guy. No, no, no. Your bet Hawks the have been crushing the under. No, did it drop bet. like twenty three points last week? Finally, yeah. Whatever it is, it's gonna be like fifty something Michigan to six. <laughs> yeah, maybe eight. Michigan maybe we'll get a safety. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Michigan will go over by themselves. But uh, you, had, you had to call in the the righty, right? A little reliever action. Yes, sir. <laughs> Got it. You didn't just get one. I don't think it's illegal to have two relief pitchers, but it's fine. We can roll with it. It's football. Baseball don't make sense anyways. <laughs> there we go. We appreciate you guys being with us tonight. How's the season been over there at South Harmon Fantasy Football? What's new for the shitheads? Oh, it's been uh, it's been wild, man. The shitheads are doing well. Fantasy's going well. Dynasty's going well. Uh, but I am kind of in that season. I know it says the, uh, yeah. the way too early rookie ranks. I always get this, like... I want the season to be here, and all of a sudden it's here, and then you kind of get in the middle of the grind, and you go, fuck, I can't wait till it's rookie season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. I want some combine. I want some underwear Olympics. I want to see some dudes run some four threes. Let's go. Yeah, I think the, the way too early is – I guess it kind of fits right now because a lot of people that are just uh, very much in their leagues are going to be thinking, right now I want to go win a title in about a month, yeah. right? But – you know, we we always talk about eh, whether it benefits us or not. We that could be debated, but let's be a step ahead. Uh, let, let's let's know twenty four beforehand. Let's know twenty five beforehand. Um, unfortunately, we were looking at one of our you know shitheads um, portfolio doing the trade show earlier today, and it wasn't the greatest of. Uh, we can just oh, tell you it was no. a lot of RIPS on these teams, but you know <laughs> it happens sometimes. You know. And this is a great time, as you guys kind of alluded to, because we're primarily a redraft show here. But this is kind of the time where you're getting the itch even in redraft. You might have a couple dynasty leagues and you just want to look ahead because there's not a lot to do right now. Trade deadlines have kind of passed. That was our last week's episode, getting you guys ready for that. We can still add some waiver wire targets. We're going to do that. And in the scope later in the show, we're going to take your questions from the forum. So let us know in the chat how we can help you or have head over to fantasyfootballadvice.com and let us know over there how we can uh, best assist you. So uh, we're going to go over Jeff Bell's rookie dynasty rankings. He provided those for us graciously before he got the flu. And then, uh, and then we're going to go over with Eric and Kyle, our Christmas special rankings. So uh, let's go ahead, guys. Let's jump into this in just a second. Um, Kyle, how are we sounding tonight in the back end? Audio producer extraordinaire. And are you ready for some fucking Christmas specials rankings tonight? Hell yeah, I'm ready for Christmas special rankings. All I do all year is wait to talk about what I think about Christmas television specials. That's how I spend January through November. So you are stepping into a gauntlet. I'm letting you know that right now. I, I will say it's one of the last things we talked about Saturday before you left the house. You know, a couple beers were going on, some other things going around the fire. And I remember we walk inside and, and it was the end of the Grinch, the new Grinch. And Kyle's talking shit on that. He's talking shit on the Jim Carrey Grinch. So that's kind of what brought up that conversation. I thought we'd roll that into uh, the end of Rave Rookie Review tonight. So just be ready for that, Kyle. Be ready, man. You should be ready. You're the one. You all need to be ready. Whoa. Kyle stays <laughs> ready. <laughs> He's ready to go. <laughs> Uh, shout out to the IBT family in the chat as well tonight. We appreciate you guys. Looks like we got some shitheads coming over. Fizzle Dollars, let's go. What's up, man? Good to see you. Uh, we got Joey Cheese Stick, LFG, Albert. Good evening, IBT. Good evening to you, Albert. We appreciate you, man, as always. Joey saying, Mike, first half Iowa, 0.5, going to be a sweat. You getting down on that with our boy Joey? 
Uh, I might bet the under on that one. <laughs> I might bet the under on the half a point. That was so good for a sweat. <laughs> oh, guys, let's go ahead. Let's jump it in, into it here uh, with Rave Rookie Reviews. I just got to say with that drop, thank God for Senior Bowl just like non-copywriting the shit out of all out of all their footage. <laughs> I have no idea why there's so much free Senior Bowl footage out there. You can't find these guys in college. You can't get them in the pros. But listen, you need some Senior Bowl footage, Eric. You know where to go, man. Yeah, man. Senior, senior Bowl is doing it for the culture, right? Just get that footage, get it out there, <laughs> let people use it. Like, shout out. They're also... Uh, they're they're pretty gracious with their uh, with their media passes too. You can get there and yeah. cover those rookies pretty easily. M- Mike, we might even be able to get you and Adam down there. I think. Oh, we got to get down there sometime. <laughs> yeah, we've we been do. we've been invited. I've I've last year I wanted to go um, down in Alabama. You know, it, listen, being from Ohio, there's not really. I'm not jaded. I'm not going to act like I'm not going to go anywhere in the country. So <laughs> um, you can get me anywhere. So uh, I I want to go to the Reese Senior Bowl at some point, man. We got T-Rock in the chat saying, OMG, I could listen to that transition all day. You know it. Uh, So, guys, we're going to look at Jeff Bell's top 12 Dynasty rookie ranks. And Jeff Bell, for those of you who don't know him, he's with Debbie Royale. He's with football guys. He kind of leads their Dynasty unit over there. Very brilliant mind in the space. So we're going to crack this thing open. We're going to go through his top 14 technically. Um, Let's start with Caleb Williams, though. He's obviously, I, I think, the consensus 101 in Superflex right now. There's a little bit of a debate, maybe. Um, but it's another mobile pocket passer, 2022 Heisman. He won it after transferring from uh, Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley. Hasn't had as spectacular of, of, a, of a junior season this year, Mike, but still a guy, I, I think, in many people's eyes, who's a can't-miss prospect. Is he that for you as we head into 2024? His value definitely is. Uh, let me say that. That's not a slight against him, but uh, people are already projecting him as the next Patrick Mahomes, right? Like the next Trevor Lawrence as a prospect, the next Andrew Luck. Like this is the kind of talent that people think they're getting. I'm not going to necessarily disagree with it. I just, uh, for me personally, I think it's a lot closer, and I would personally have Drake May at one over Caleb Williams. I think he does a few Ooh. things a little bit better. Um plays a little bit better within a structure and you see with some of these guys who play out of structure sometimes they struggle they get the wrong type of coach coach doesn't have any tolerance for that shit all of a sudden some of those whispers start to pop up not that not to poke holes in Caleb Williams he's definitely Mm -hmm. a generational type prospect at the quarterback position but I don't think for me it's a slam dunk 101 now for people in dynasty value for sure for sure. Like if I'm on the clock right now, you told me I had to make the pick. It's Caleb Williams because then I'm going to okay. see if I can get Drake May plus. <laughs> I like it. Low leverage spot for you. 
how do we look at this, Adam? If you're in a dynasty start or a dynasty rookie draft right now, how are you preparing this 101 pick? And where do you think Caleb Williams possibly even lands in the draft? We know the Bears probably holding on to that first pick, um, but do they use it on him? Do they trade out again? We we know what they got last year. Could they get a king's ransom? Yeah, I mean they they definitely could. I think when you when you think about what they got last year, the, Caleb Williams, I think at this point is. Almost any GM will, that needs a quarterback could could get themselves behind trading whatever the hell you got for Bryce Young plus some. So yeah, I think if the, the the beautiful thing for both them and the Cardinals, depending on how it how it finishes, is they have their pick of the litter. Like they could both move on. Uh, the Bears a little e- easier because they haven't paid Fields, right? But I do think the NFL just is so devoid of quarterback options that someone will trade for Kyler Murray if that was the case. I actually kind of I, I will hope I'm hoping that. Both teams, the Bears and the Cardinals, hold on to the quarterbacks that they have, and someone trades into the one hundred and one, or or whatever pick Caleb becomes. I, I just don't want to see Caleb Williams, frankly, go to New England. Um, that's oh, like the one spot I yeah. don't want to see him go yeah. to. Everywhere else, I'm pretty comfortable. I'll say for me, um, to Mike's point, the the top three. So I have a very big tier break. I think right now at the third spot, I'll include Marvin Harrison Jr. as one of the yep. in values again. He's not a quarterback in Superflex, but he is going to be probably right there with Jamar Chase in the top three-ish. You know, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, for Fizzle, who's here. Let me make sure. I would have not said it if it wasn't for Fizzle, but we'll appease <laughs> him today. You know, he's going to be in that mix. So I think when you look at the the top three, I, I'm very interested if I have the ability to to get out of 101 and go to 103 if possible, 102 if possible. Like, that's something I think you can definitely get done, and I think the reality is – I'm not going to be unhappy walking away with any one of those three players. Okay. Let's talk about Marvin Harrison Jr., the guy you just brought up here. Maserati Marv. I can say it in my Gus Johnson voice. I, I could hear him say that all day. I love when Gus Johnson rips that out. Um, but back-to-back 1,200-yard seasons, 14 touchdowns for him once again here, Eric. Where does he rank for you among wide receivers day one in the NFL as far as a dynasty lens, lens is concerned? Yeah, I mean, he's he's clearly the uh, far and away the top uh, rookie wide receiver in terms of dynasty rankings, right? Um, you know, looking at the dynasty rankings overall, I mean, I was going to qualify it with depending on where he lands, but realistically, almost regardless of landing spot, he's he's going to be sniffing around the top five pretty quickly, right? Like, he's he's such an incredibly polished prospect. Like, he has everything that you're looking for in terms of his ability to get off the line, to create separation, to win contested catches, right? Like he, he checks so many boxes that, you know, regardless of what offense he falls into, he's immediately going to be their, their top pass catcher and, and really draw some pretty heavy target target volume from day one. All right. I want to play a quick game. I'm just going to throw out a couple names and you guys tell me, would you rather have this wide receiver or the pick that could secure Marvin Harrison jr. Uh, Let's start AJ Brown. Give me, give me Marv. Give me Marv. A little bit safer. Oh, I had to let Mike go there. Uh, it, it's Marvin Harrison Jr. for me. So, um, and you know, he, him being the Eagles fan, I had to make sure he said that first. I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement. I think too, knowing for me anyway, that the way the game works in Dynasty is when when that pick becomes available to have it. Like if I if I have the button on him or it's AJ Brown, that whole time of year is just everybody wants youth. So like that's yeah. another reason why I'm saying that. Okay. Eric, where do you stand? Yeah, sweep it. Right. Um, I I think I mean I think that's really there at 
at the line, right? But you know, when when you're talking about a guy that is going to be turning 27 next year in AJ Brown, right? Like, you know, you can you can do a lot with a you know an incoming stud rookie if you're trying to build up your own roster. You want to flip him for pieces, right? Like, I mean, it. it <laughs> I know I just said I would give him top five, and it, it still feels gross to say out loud. But yeah, I would, I would go with Maserati Marv. What about Fizzle Dallas saying CD Lamb here, guys? Where are you going on this one? That's why I had to appease him, man. Put him in the conversation. You know, just make sure he felt warranted. I, th- I think I think he is there, though. Actually, I do. Um, but I'll still take Marv. Marv. Any... Oh, Eric. Marv. Any digression? Marv for you too. All digress. Um, but I'm I'm higher on CD than than most. Okay. Okay. Jamar Chase, last one. I will still take Jamar Chase. Same. <clears throat> and, and honestly, like the, I'll just say the CD and um, Marv and Jamar Chase thing comes down to little tiebreakers and the way that the community is going to view. I just know everybody is going to get so far ahead of themselves on Marvin Harrison Jr. that yeah. the only people I'll take straight up ahead of him in Dynasty right now, guaranteed, is uh, locked in Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. Just, okay. uh, just think about this, though, with Marv. <clears throat> um, he is just as good, if not better, as a prospect than uh, than Jamar Chase, right? We saw one dynamite year from Jamar Chase. Yes. And then COVID happened. We didn't see Jamar Chase. The, uh, the fervor wasn't at this level at this time for Jamar Chase before he came out as a, you know, a rookie and entered the NFL draft. It was a much slower buildup, and the people were like, oh, yeah, remember, that guy was amazing. <laughs> we got to go get him. <laughs> and he started extremely high. Without that fervor, Marv has already blown through this, and it's only going to keep going up from here. So when you talk about dynasty values, it's not that I think production-wise. I'm not saying that uh, Marvin Harris is going to be better than CeeDee Lamb or A.J. Brown, Mm -hmm. but I always keep the dynasty value in the back of my mind because there's going to become a time, and there's going to be a lot more people interested in my uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. share than there would be a CeeDee Lamb or an A.J. Brown because they go, oh, they're old or one one's yeah. got Mike McCarthy, and that guy could screw him over next week. <laughs> so uh, when, when I talk about these guys, it's always from a dynasty value lens, and we have so much offseason time where you're able to capitalize on that. I love it. Let's talk about the third player in this pack of three to start off the dynasty rookie rankings, and it's Drake May. You alluded to him as potentially your QB1, Mike, quarterback out of UNC. He's still only 21 years old. This kind of another mobile pocket passer exploded as a freshman, 400 yards, uh, 34 TDs, but kind of regressed a bit here this season, only 24 touchdowns. But he has some pretty good rushing upside here as well, Mike. Is that why you prefer him over Caleb Williams? And do you think that rushing production can follow him to the NFL? I really loved Sam Howell when he was at USC and a lot of things he did in that offense. And now you're seeing it this year that Sam Howell is actually a pretty damn competent quarterback, right? Like, you and I uh, talked about him, Seth, when you were on 4D just a couple weeks ago about how I wanted to buy a lot of Sam Howell, and I'm buying into him. Drake May, to me, from the moment he stepped on the field, looked like a 6'4", 230-pound Sam Howell. <laughs> exactly like it. Just bigger. No size concerns. There's some issues within that offense. You know, people are going to talk about, well, he threw some interceptions. That team as a whole, the offensive line still wasn't very good. His best receiver by far was Devontae Walker, and that guy didn't play for most of the season because the NCAA was on their bullshit. Uh, You saw him have some monster games when Devontae Walker was cleared and came back and just fit right into that offense. 
I would have loved to be able to see what Drake May could have done with a full season of chemistry with him. Yeah. But uh, this season really didn't give me any more concerns than what you should have already had, what you have with young quarterbacks in general. Landing spot's going to be a big one for him, just like Caleb Williams, uh, somebody who's going to be patient and actually not try to rush him and put too much on him right away. But he's got all the talent in the world. Mobile, can throw, rocket arm, accurate when he wants to be. Decision-making needs to be worked on, but so does it with Caleb Williams. Adam, your thoughts on him and uh, potentially maybe a landing spot like the New England Patriots as uh, reflected here in the chat? Yeah, I think – so with Drake May, uh, I, I'll just say in the vibes I'm getting right now, the, it kind of – it really, really reminds me a lot of from the community anyway um, of like Justin Herbert. And now I, Mike, Mike's very high on Drake Ooh, May, okay. right? I'm, I'm, I'm very high on Drake May too. But the reason I say that is – Mike talked about him at 101, you know, his, his 101 to shake things up. And if you don't know Mike, let me introduce <laughs> you to my friend Mike. He's going to stir the pot often and early, all right? So, <clears throat> but I just want to let you know that the reality is for the Dynasty community, I think, well, I, while I have the tier at three, a lot of people, I feel like they say we're going to get a generational elite quarterback in Caleb, and I also get that in Marvin Harrison Jr. And then Drake May is kind of this, like, you know, he could be good, but it's Drake May. You know, it's North Carolina. He's had a bad, bad year. There's, a, there's a lot of these excuses or narratives coming into the fold, which really fit the thing for Justin Herbert. And if you remember, Justin Herbert was not in the same tier as Burrow. Was not in the same tier yeah. as Tua Tagovailoa. That draft class, he kind of slipped. And I think that the way Drake May plays, the ability he has, and kind of that little bit of—I don't want to truly call it stink because it's not to the level that Herbert had, but. The fact that he's not being discussed really for most people in that same tier is why for me I feel that there's a lot of like this Herbert vibe for just how his dynasty value is. But I also see the, the way that he plays as that way. And we saw Justin Herbert recently run for like 80-some yards in a game. I, I absolutely think Drake May has that ability. I don't think it's something he's going to just you know design runs in this guy that's elite rushing talent. But the upside I think is there to get out of the pocket, to scramble, and to make plays with his legs when they're there. So for me – Drake May's checking all the boxes. So that's, again, why I say 103 for me is where the line is just, like, if I can be in the top three, I think it's monumentally different than the picks four and below. Eric, what do you do if you're in a situation where you have one of these top three picks? Let's say Maserati Marv is off the board, and you already have two great quarterbacks. What do you do? Do you move the pick? Do you hold on to the pick uh, and make that selection for one of these top quarterbacks and just ride that out? Or how how do you dice that up? Yeah, generally I'm I'm right there with Adam, right? Like I want to do everything that I can to move to the 103. So if you know, if I'm at the 102 and Marv's off the board, you know, I want to move back that one spot and and gather as many assets as I can. After that point, I mean, I don't mind sitting on these guys, right? Like this is why we have taxi squads in in Dynasty, right? Like yeah. at the the flexibility that you have, I've got a I've got a couple of Dynasty builds where I've got Fields and Lamar Jackson and CJ Stroud sitting on my taxi squad, right? Like you know, the the leverage that I have over the rest of the, the league is immense, right? Because they, they're all so thirsty for quarterbacks, and I'm, I've just got an embarrassment of riches. And you can very much so find yourself in that position by, you know, capturing either of the top two quarterbacks in this year's class. All right, let's look at Brock Bowers, tight end, Georgia. And listen, it did not matter one damn that this guy's senior season in high school, uh, he wasn't allowed to play it because of COVID. This guy came out, he didn't give a fuck, 14 total touchdowns, 882 yards as a freshman, won the John Mackey Award as a sophomore. 
We know he has has a little bit of an injury history that uh, popped up here uh, this season with Georgia. Tell us about Bowers. How are we feeling about him, Adam, coming into this uh, this next year? Could it be a Kyle Pitts situation where it takes a couple years and you're just frustrated if you, if you spend that high capital on him? Yeah, I think so. With Brock Bowers, it's interesting, and it, I think timing is going to be huge because. If it was just Kyle Pitts, right, you, you alluded to him. And Kyle Pitts had an unbelievable rookie season. You remember, different offensive situation, Matt Ryan in his last year, right? And then all of a sudden, we get Arthur Smith coming over. And you see how monumentally different the scheme is and how much they're using him and how little um, they're really throwing the ball to him at all and how different his value is now than it was going into the year after he came off this incredible season. Now, people would... If it was just that one, I think people would remember that and they'd kind of be a little more jaded with Brock Powers. But now we're coming off this year, guys, where you've got Sam Laporta all of a sudden in the mix at tight end one. you got Dalton Kincaid starting slow, but people are starting to see Dalton Kincaid really matter. And I think those two guys in particular getting very high up in the dynasty rankings for tight end is going to bring back this dynasty absolute allure for Brock Powers. And frankly, for me, the tight end position, so th- this is no knock against Brock Bowers, but the way Dynasty works, and for me, fantasy football and, and the way I'm viewing things, th- you have got to be in an extremely high tight end premium, yeah. two tight end type league at all. And I'm talking extremely. I'm not talking any of these juiced up ones. I'm talking two point tight end premium plus or Ooh. something. For me, for me to say, like, Brock Bowers is worth the 104 spot. And for, for me, I think the reality is, He's going to be in the conversation starting there. 104, 105, 106, dynasty startups, crazy high, fourth, fifth round type stuff. I'm good. I'm not taking him in any of those spots. The only thing is, if I had a player like him, I'm looking to move him in his rookie year. And it's not even that he can't end up being one of the great ones. I'm not going to say he can't. It's just for me, that position is not worth the type of investment that he's going to cost. And the reality is for them to be the elite ones. Sam Laporta made the jump, right? He, he's in the tight end one discussion, but he's not producing like that. You're not paying for his production. He's not producing like Kyle Pitts, like TJ Hawkinson, like uh, Mark Andrews before the injury. So I don't want to sit around and wait on that in Dynasty, if that makes sense. So I'm just I'm going to end up being a, uh, a passer of Brock Bowers, frankly. Eric, this is probably music to your ears because you, you hate to be the guy to overvalue some of these one-off positions, specifically the tight end. Yeah, I mean, say it, say it louder for the people in the back, right? Like, I I, I had a fully loaded uh, dynasty team where I took Dalton Kincaid at the one hundred and nine, and I felt really gross about it. Like, I for for me, you go address tight end when you're in a win now window, right? So, like, if you know if there's some some speculative guys that you want to add, you know, very late in the first into the the second round, fine, right? But one hundred and four, even for a, a guy that looks as promising as Bauer is like just philosophically it's it's hard for me to to get to that place Mike any final thoughts on uh Georgia pride a a lot with Adam a lot with Adam and uh, this would be a prime spot too like if if we get to draft season and Brock Bowers is a lot of people's consensus 104 right regardless of what the tight end premium is or start two tight ends or anything like that right if you're hearing this drumbeat because he got top 15 draft capital or whatever the case may be, this is going to be the prime spot where I look at it because this tier for me is so big and there's so many good yeah. players in here where it's like you give me any pick you know, out to like 108, 109, 110 mm-hmm. with this tier of players, 
and you give me any type of plus on top, like a future second, something like that, for me to move back so you can move up to the 104, good luck with Brock Bowers, my friend. Like, no. you take him, you have him, you enjoy the, the fruits of rookie tight end them. When even they, if they hit, they probably don't matter. They're not really changing yeah. the game for you in fantasy. So you have fun with that, and then I'll go select one of these awesome wide receivers or this third quarterback in this class or whatever it may be. And, man, that, I'll just say real quick, uh, that, that, that's such a big point and why, for me, it's a tear break at 103. And then 104, like, I don't I don't want people to think that just because the 101, 102, 103 are, are immensely valuable that that mm-hmm. means to write off the rest of the class. Do not do that. This class is pretty damn good at receiver, and there's a lot of them in the back end of the first round, I think, all the way going through. So we can get into some of those other guys too, but it's, it's going to be uh, very interesting. 100%. We got Hoove in the chat saying Bowers won't go in the top 15. Calling it now. Uh, what's up, Hoove? Good to see you, man. And then we got Tom saying with other great tight end prospects at Georgia, too. Uh, and Fizzle Dolan not feeling Jeff's rank of number four, uh, Brock Bowers either. Uh, Koopa Troop is saying hashtag tight ends don't matter. That's what you need to know about Bowers. Too many good wide receivers and quarterbacks. Uh, that'll get that capital. So uh, love the comments, guys. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about some of those elite wide receiver prospects you just mentioned, Adam. Malik Neighbors, wide receiver, LSU, coming in at number five for Jeff. Keon Coleman, FSU, wide receiver, coming in at number six. And then, oh, don't look now. It's Roma Dunes climbing up everyone's draft board out of Washington. Mike, who's your favorite wide receiver in this range? And do you think Jeff got it right that this is the the next tier of wide receivers here? It is, it is, and I'd probably expand it to uh, another two wide receivers that I'd okay. definitely throw in that, but this right now, leading off with Malik Neighbors, no complaints about that. Um, he wouldn't be the next wide receiver for me, but this is, I mean, we are talking razor, razor thin. This comes down to personal preference. It's going to come down to landing spot, you know, how they test at the combine, you know, what you're hearing about him in the pre-draft process. That's going to be real important, but these next three guys that he has listed, no issue with where they're at. Um, it really just comes down to personal preference. Malik Neighbors is amazing. He's had an awesome season. Uh, my personal favorite out of this group would be Keon Coleman. He okay. just has so much damn Des Bryant to his game. Just yeah. so much damn Athletic Des Bryant freak. to it. Athletic freak that returns punts, dangerous in the open field. Now, I, I've said this before, Des was a much better contested catch guy coming out. Bigger, you know, knew how to use his body a little bit better. Keon needs to clean that part of his game up. But I also think Keon's a more polished route runner than Des was when he came out. So there's kind of that trade-off. Keon's really awesome. Uh, Roma Dunze is kind of like a Marvin Harrison light. Like, not quite Maserati Marv. Speak it. But pretty close. <laughs> pretty Speak damn it. close. Now, community consensus doesn't vault him into that territory because he plays in Washington. And it's the Pac-12, mm-hmm. and you know they're not even going to be a Pac-12 next year. No one cares. Nobody watches the West Coast games. They're on at you know 10 p.m. at night. We're all sleeping. So. <laughs> good. But Roma Dunze is really good. Good. So if you get a chance, you know, and you get to watch the Pac-12 championship game, watch watch Michael Penix and Roma Dunze like go to work in that game because it's gonna it's something special to watch him play. Good, good, good. More for me and you, you know. More um, for us. Go Will Ferrell on that one. I, 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 I can't wait to watch him play, um, in the bowl game and to get shares of him in Dynasty. For me, I, it's such a clear tier of those three for me. And I, okay, I'm, they're, they're up. Mike's going to talk about the two behind, and they're not really that far behind. That's why I talk about this twenty-four class being so deep. Um, for me, Ibuka from Ohio State definitely should be considered in the mix here. Um, but I'll say that uh, Romadunze man is. 
he, he's going to probably end up being the third person in my rankings for this. Uh, I, I really think he has the upside that um, gets into the elite territory the way he plays the game. Eric, right now, I mean, he's moving up all all the NFL draft analyst board, potentially a top five pick now in the draft. Do you think that sticks? If you had to bet the over under on Rome for the NFL draft, what do you think it would be? I think five is probably a little a little generous. Um, but would you take seven and a half under under seven and a half? Ooh, um, I was going to easily take five. Uh, I th- I think I think he'll go pick eight or later so i, I guess that would okay. put me on the on the over right um just you know that that's that's less to do with how he profiles as a prospect and more to do with how teams think about building out their rosters through the draft right like it's a very short list of wide receivers who've gone inside the top eight right so um you know no no shade to the rome he's a he's a phenomenal prospect like he's he's one of these guys that you know, he, he can he can make a 50-50 ball 80-20 in, in his favor easily, right? So, you know, him him being drafted high is certainly not out of the out of the mix. But uh if if you're gonna make me put my put my money down, I think he goes eight or later. Okay. And last question on these wide receivers for you, Adam. Where do you value them in comparison to last year's rookie wide receivers outside of maybe JSN? Um, Hooves kind of saying here in the chat that he thinks these guys compare to last year's. I think they're kind of a tier above, at least as far as prospects wise. Like, I really think Quentin Johnson was a pretty raw prospect coming into it last season. Zay Flowers had his moments, but still had some downfalls. And I, I think you could say a lot with the other wide receivers in last year's class. Are we feeling better about these guys? Are they a step above for you? I would say um, <clears throat> the reality of this 24 class relative to last year's is, for me, it kind of worded very similar to that. But I would say Marvin Harrison Jr. is in a tier of his own. He's in like that, I would honestly say God tier prospect-wise. Like he okay. just is. Um, so you just put him in his own pile, right? And then you come back and I'd say JSN, like he's probably in the tier realistically. The name value might have been a little more with JSN, yeah, yeah. but I think realistically he's kind of in the same tier. I'd put him in that same bucket as neighbors and I'd, okay. and, uh, yeah. and these guys, Keon Coleman, right? And then I think the I think the reality was last year's class you saw some of the receivers get pushed up, which aren't necessarily as good as those three or Agbuka even for me. Um, so I, I think that the twenty four class both offers more upside and is a little bit deeper, frankly. Okay. And we got Fizzle Dollar saying one of these guys will be in Cincy replacing Higgins. Uh, whoever is may shoot to wide receiver two in this class. Yeah, landing spot I think is really going to matter uh, as you kind of sort out here number two through four of the wide receivers. Let's add a couple more wide receivers to the bunch here. Troy Franklin, wide receiver, Oregon. A little bit more of a slender fella. And then Ameka Abuka. I, I know one of us were uh, clamoring him to be potentially in this tier we just talked about. How do we feel about them? Are they potential first-round draft capital guys in the NFL? I've seen them going anywhere from 15 all the way back to uh, early second round here. Mike, how do you see this one shaking out for Franklin and Abuka? Yeah, those those were the two guys that I kind of hinted at that that should be considered with the uh, with the group above them. Definitely, uh, Abuka can play on the outside, but he he is very very effective in the slot. Like that's the kind of thing that you want to see. And Troy Franklin is a very interesting guy. Right, he he plays with more of that six uh, three like Mike Wallace type mold, mm-hmm. like prime Mike Wallace. If you if you kind of want to consider that, and you're like, man, I don't know how a guy that big is that fast. He I also kind of reminds you a lot of like DJ Chark, 
too, like when he came out. Um, but a hell of a lot more productive. <laughs> a lot more productive. His analytics are going to be really good. So uh, both these guys also need to be in consideration. So I have no problem with these in here. I think after that, though, there's there's a tear break, and then there's a couple other wide receivers that we'll get into that need to be in the conversation there for uh, potential first-round picks as well. Um, I think more of those guys kind of project as early day two kind of guys, uh, you know, early second round picks. So yeah, not not the worst case to be though. Like those are all very high guys. You know, we're talking about a lot of wide receivers with the potential to go in the top fifty of the NFL draft, which you should be paying attention to. And uh, you're talking about how they could stack up. To me personally, JSN would be in this tier all the way down to Abuka. You know, however you kind of want to split it up, he would slot in there. Okay. All the other wide receivers, though, every one of them, uh, Zay Flowers, Quentin Johnston, last year's class, they all slot in behind. They're yeah. all all behind. Agreed. I'm with Mike. And I think, like, you know, the next group of guys, I could see some guys over the next few months definitely shaking this potential potentially up. Like, uh, I've seen a lot of good stuff um, with moving up the ranks for Brian Thomas Jr. I do like his game. But for me, just right now, when I look at just prospect-wise, what they've done – where they're projecting to go, I think that the line really draws uh, after Troy Franklin and after um, Ibuka as well. Perfect. Let's move on to the quarterbacks here. 10 and 11 in Jeff's rankings. J.J. McCarthy, quarterback Michigan. This is just a guy with a fucking cannon and composure in the pocket. He wasn't at 100% here in the game on Saturday against Ohio State and still was making the right decisions, although they were going very uh, run-heavy, I think, because of that injury. Um, then Jaden Daniels, this is a guy, he transferred to LSU, had to put up with fucking, uh, everything going on at, at LSU the last couple, couple years. And he's a dual threat quarterback, 40 passing touchdowns and 1100 rushing yards, uh, last season, 10 touchdowns. Eric, who do you prefer here? The steady arm of McCarthy or the dual threat capabilities, the Konami code breaker of Jaden Daniels. Yeah, I think. I think in a fantasy context, I would probably lean towards towards Daniels, right? Like the 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 Konami code is is, is exactly right in in terms of their ability to not only contribute in a meaningful way from a fantasy perspective quickly, right? But also their their floor on on any any given week, right? Like we've we've kind of gotten spoiled with how effective rookie quarterbacks have proven to be over the last handful of years. But the reality is that you know for these you know, more pocket bound um, uh, passers in, in their rookie season. Like there's, there's plenty of ups and downs in a lot of cases, more, more downs than anything else. Right. So as, as we kind of get outside of this top tier of quarterback options, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tend to err on the side that can, you know, do a little bit on, on the ground. So that, that has me looking at the, uh, the LSU Tiger. Adam, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I agree. I think, for me, it's so hard right now. The way that Mike and I do our leagues is in Dynasty. We do a lot of these pre-NFL draft rookie drafts. Yeah. And yep. so I'll get all excited about guys. And, you know, I think the, the, what I will say about J.J. McCarthy, um, I'll also throw um, Michael Penix into the mix here, Jaden Daniels. These guys right here, I'm going to get excited about more, more so Penix and um, – uh, Daniels, sorry, but the reality is for me with with this pre draft rookie thing, I I don't want to shoot my shot too high on these guys because I don't think any one of them are guaranteed the draft capital that I want to. So in the pre draft process, I think it's just important to know that they're in this mix, and if they get the draft capital, like top fifteen ish, you're talking about guys that are going to go ahead of some of these receivers for sure, yeah. just because of that in superflex, right? 
But the reality is they all could end up not making the first round. And you see how that goes. I mean, Will Levis even Will Levis, uh, took yeah. a big took a big fall. And he, yeah. he still went early second round and still had a very good game in the NFL in his rookie season. So it's not to say like they're completely dismissed, but their value it will change drastically with draft capital. So I just think it's important to pul- to pulse and understand how much that is going to carry into their dynasty value. Okay. All right. Uh, we got Dave in the chat. What's up, Dave? Good to see you, man. Uh, and then uh, Bargustus saying, how deep we going? We, we said 12 in the, in the, uh, the, the header today, but we're actually going to go 14. So hang around there for that and, uh, and make sure to hit that like button. We appreciate you, man. Uh, thanks to everyone tuning in live with us as we continue to round this out. If you guys are new to the channel, thank you. Uh, easiest way to support us is hit that subscribe button and uh, you can come back and hang out with us again. Uh, let's round it out here with a couple more wide receivers. Adani Mitchell and Xavier Worthy, both out of Texas. Mitchell's kind of that nice size receiver, but also a great separator. Meanwhile, we see a guy like Xavier Worthy, who had a ton of hype coming into this 2023 season, but has kind of fell down the ranks a little bit. There are the weight concerns at 172 pounds and then just some ugly concentration drops. Mike, do you have a preference out of these two? And and do you think Worthy dropping is justified? I think Worthy would be the one I'd be the most interested in because he has the one thing that you really can't teach, and that's that game-breaking speed, kind of like Jalen Hyatt last year. Now, the drops are a big issue. But you could also see an NFL team falling in love with him. Like I was looking at a mock today that had him going to the Chiefs, you know, at the end of yeah. the first round. Oh, right. Just you, we're going to do this shit all offseason. <laughs> yeah. And I tell you right now, Xavier Worthy ended up in the first round to the Chiefs. People are going to be like salivating, right? There'll, there'll be people trying to, hey, pump the brakes. He couldn't catch shit in college. Yeah, we get it. But most of the dynasty community mm-hmm. will be losing their damn minds. So uh, that'd probably be the one I'm most, uh, most interested in. Uh, Adonai Mitchell, I don't know. There's just something about him. He's okay. Like for that size and his ability to separate, he should be doing more in my opinion. I just never really, never really got excited. Like more flaccid than anything. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just watching him play sometimes. Xavier Leggett is a guy that I think should be in this conversation. Like really needs to be in this conversation as well. And if I'm going to go down to Xavier Leggett, keep an eye on Jacob Cowing. Jacob Cowing is going to be Ooh, one of okay. those guys that wows in the pre-draft process, and all of a sudden you're going to hear that buzz. You're going to hear that buzz, and you look up, and he's a back-end second-round pick, early third-round pick for a team, and that's a dude who could step in and produce right away. So we're far enough down in the wide receiver ranks where I'm, I'm starting to not really care too much. Uh, Leggett and Xavier Worthy are probably the end of the list for me. Everybody else is going to fall after that, and I'm just looking for sleepers or draft capital. Okay, love it. And uh, Bubba saying in the chat, does age for any of these quarterbacks concern you or is the NFL just starved so much for the position that doesn't matter as much? Does it concern you guys at all? We got 22-year-old Caleb Williams. Jaden Daniels, also 22. Eric, any any pause at all? No, not at all. Um, Right, like in in terms of shelf life, your quarterback is always going to be the longest-lasting dynasty asset. Yeah, great call. Right? And the the NFL is so starved for viable starting talent at, at this position, right? Like, you know, obviously there's there's going to be haves and have-nots any any given year. But, like, you go out there and look at uh, P.J. Walker making a start this oh. week, uh, DeVito making making multiple <laughs> starts, right? Josh Dobbs It'll being fly, like a, baby. Coveted, a coveted <laughs> draft or coveted uh, trade deadline asset, right? Like, yeah. 
that tells you all you need to know about how much value a even just functional NFL quarterback has. So, you know, any of these guys fall in the right spot and hold the job for a while. You know, I don't I don't care if they come in when they're 22 or 20 or 21. It's fucking crazy how many backup quarterbacks we're seeing right now, fellas. Like, put on your bootstraps because we have seen some shitty football as of late. And I think it's kind of an epidemic that's not going to get any better until we change maybe the the, the fields a little bit more to turf. And I think there's also just a a little bit of a lack of offensive linemen really outside of a a top five for a team, maybe if that. And I feel like it leads to more injuries for quarterbacks. So, Mike, any concern for you on on the quarterback's age here? Because I'm with Eric and I'm not concerned. No, I'm not concerned at all. And if you really think about it, too, one thing I wanted to touch on, we listed a couple quarterbacks in Jaden Daniels, who's got a lot of excitement, J.J. McCarthy. But don't forget about Bo Nix. Don't forget about Michael Penix. Bo Nix is an old fucker. That, that guy's been playing college football for, I feel like, almost as long as I was in college. But, but all these guys are entering this time of year with a realistic opportunity to be the QB3 in this class, to be a top 15 pick, to be um, – you know, maybe a surprise like top seven, top five even. You know, some team really mm-hmm. falls in love with them and they take another quarterback. I think the most interesting thing would be it's hard to project how many quarterbacks we're going to get in the first round. And like Adam was talking about earlier, that really determines, you know, whether I'm interested in you in Dynasty, right? What's your draft capital? Did the NFL team take you in the first round or not? Do they take you with a premium pick in the first round? Like those are all the tiebreakers you look at. The biggest thing I have right now is it's so hard to project who that guy's going to be, right? I can tell you flat out right now, if you could tell me J.J. McCarthy was a QB3 of this class and he went in yeah. the top 15 and Jaden Daniels was a QB4 and he went in the top 20, all those wide receivers I talk glowingly about move every one of them down the wow, list. Wow, really? Okay. Every okay. single okay. one of them. Down. We play in super flex leagues. Quarterbacks yeah. run the world. Run the world. I don't need another wide receiver on my team that's going to fall in that 12 to 32 range. There's a billion of those dudes out there, right? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it doesn't stop at 32. We keep talking about them till it's in the 50s. So I want the quarterbacks because that runs super flex league. So uh, the problem is I can't tell you who that guy's going to be. And right now I have no idea. Could be any one of these guys. And there's dudes on this list that we didn't even talk about, right? Like, what if Carson Beck goes on a great run here? He's been playing really well to end the season. He's draft eligible. He goes out and wins the natty. Like has a perfect season. Plays really well. NFL scouts tell him your draft stock's high. You're going to be the third quarterback off the board. Maybe that's the dude. Right? So just think about that when we're trying to rank these guys. And you're like, how, how there's no quarterbacks above these wide receivers? Because we just really don't know. Some team could hate J.J. McCarthy and he doesn't go in the first round. Hell, he could decide he wants to come back to school. So... We're just kind of in this spot where we really don't know yet who this uh, QB3 is. But I can tell you once we do have it solidified and I know that they went in the first round, yeah, they're moving up above a bunch of these wide receivers. Yeah. I mean, into the age question, um, it doesn't matter. The NFL starved enough. And I'm, you know, I remember a guy that was almost 30 getting drafted in the first round uh, as a Browns fan. Brandon Brand Weeden, so baby. Yeah. But none of these guys are that. So I'm, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm good. How old was Brandon Weeden? Twenty-eight. He, he was twenty-eight, going to be twenty-nine. He was almost twenty-nine when he got drafted. For, for example, I was. I, it was twenty-twelve. All right, I just got home from playing college basketball. He was almost thirty and got drafted after I was done playing college at twenty-two. So it was insane. It was insane. 
Oh, uh, good old Brandon Whedon. We got Tyler in the chat saying, great stuff tonight, folks. Can't wait for Dynasty rookie season. Deep class and seems like with NFL roster movement next season, a lot of opportunity for incoming rookies to hit. Yeah, th- this is going to be a great 2024 class. It's been great to see them on the gridiron in college this, this year as well. Draft prospects. What's up, guys? What's up, man? Thanks for tuning What's in up, tonight. Buddy? We appreciate you. Um, guys, let's go ahead and round it out here with Travion Henderson running back for oh, Ohio State. And this is interesting because usually running backs are pushed up up fantasy drafts just because we need these guys. There there aren't a lot of good ones uh, on our rosters right now. And yet the the first one in Jeff's ranking comes in at number 14. Do you think Henderson ultimately gets pushed up or another running back like Shipley, Bucky Irving? Are these guys going to make that jump where they're pushing some of these quarterbacks or wide receivers we've talked about down? Henderson's kind of a tough case to solve. He's had the injury concerns, but he had that dynamite 2021 freshman season. Are we looking past some of this and glowing about Henderson, uh, Adam? So I would say this, like Travion was a guy for me at that time, 2021. I was just, oh my gosh, I cannot wait for this guy to come out. 2024 classes loaded, Br- Braylon Allen, all these other I love guys, Allen, yeah. Will Shipley. But there, there's a couple things happening. So one to the point, like it used to be that running backs would go up. Now, in general, even the old, you know, Mike and I, the old heads, the RB <laughs> truthers, we've learned that uh, one, the production isn't guaranteed. Two, the injuries are higher risk. And three, now the entire community has come around and said, we don't care about this position. So for Mike and I, we play a lot of the leverage game that uh, you guys were talking about earlier, right? And it's like, okay, there's injury risk. They don't, if they don't produce early, there's not enough shelf life in Dynasty. And I don't have as, as much flexibility in trading. So the reality for me is that the only way these guys are going to get pushed up into is 100% determined on when they get drafted and probably a little bit of who they're getting drafted by, right? Even we saw this year with Charbonnet. He got drafted to a team that just drafted Kenneth Walker. Yeah. Yep. And it, it, in the second round, we didn't really care, right? So I think the draft capital and when they get drafted is huge and who they're going to. But I think the other thing is for me – I'm probably not going to mess around with any of these guys in the first round unless there's just something rare because there's too many good receivers in this class that are safer and just as well traded in Dynasty, and I can probably go and find a way to get other running backs elsewhere or later in the draft class. I don't have to have the first one in this class is the other thing. I like Rocket Sanders. I like Braylon Allen. I like well, There's other guys that I'm comfortable getting. I don't have to get the first running back off the board. Mike, how many actual running backs do you see going in day one or day two of the NFL draft? I I remember last year at this time, I'm screaming Chase Brown and all these names that just didn't really come to fruition here uh, come April. This is going to be a tough one. Um, How many running backs should go day one? Uh, The answer is zero. (laughs) But I'm not going to put it at zero percent because we see NFL teams do stupid shit all the time. Travis Etienne, Najee Harris, they shouldn't have been first round picks a few years ago, but they were. So it is what it is at that point. I don't think any of these guys are worthy of it. Uh, they're definitely not on the level of Jameer Gibbs and B. John Robinson, who we saw mm-hmm. go in the first round. Um, early second or mid-second is a clear possibility for some of these guys if they fall in love with them. They are definitely more talented than if you think about uh, Kendra Miller, if you think about Zach Charbonnet, if you think about that kind of group who were day two running backs last year. Yeah. They're they're much more talented. Travion Henderson has some injury concerns. Braylon Allen looks like a walking, spitting nineteen-year-old image of what Derrick Henry was like coming yeah, out yeah. of college, like a freak show. Who can also coincidentally catch the ball? 
Rocket Sanders, bad year for him, but he had yep. a lot of hype as of last year. Uh, the size speed freak. So all these guys are extremely talented. Like Adam said, it's just going to be a matter of where they get drafted. I think day two, early day two is a possibility for one or two of these guys. And the community probably still won't really care. They they probably still won't. This is the beauty of this class, though. So think about this. If you're a... You're picking at the, you're picking at the 106. There's going to be a possibility that you walk yourself into a round two running back, like an NFL round two NFL running back that got good draft capital to a decent enough spot, and he's available when you come back on the clock again, the 205 or 206, because of all these potential quarterbacks who could go, all these wide receivers that we're going to be talking about, a guy like Brock Bowers who's going to get pushed up. And don't sleep on another Tavian guy. Sanders, the, man. Yeah, yeah, don't sleep on another guy at the tight end position who's going to test like a freak athlete that people are going to start to cream their pants over <laughs> Sanders out of Texas. Yep. So <laughs> this class is extremely deep. The second round is going to be amazing to have picks in. I know everybody's going to want the first round picks, but if you can gobble up these second rounders, like these contender seconds that people just throw around like they're nothing, take them. <laughs> take the 210. It's going to be a decent player. It's going to be a player with some upside. So... It's just great too that uh, we we've gotten all the way to fourteen and we just bring up the potential first yeah. running back and then yeah. I'll give you three right after it you know right. I don't know who it's going to be Braylon Allen Rocket Sanders uh, Neil Neil is a hell of a running back out of Kansas like that's a guy that you really should pay attention to uh, we get to see a little bit of Ray Davis Ray Davis Ray has Davis, had some baby. extreme yeah. moments this year so. There's a lot of running backs. Bucky Irving is another guy that you were talking about earlier, too. That's a guy that I really like. Has a little bit of Christian McCaffrey, in my opinion, to his game. right? Just yeah. the way he moves and, and, and operates on the field. So, hell of a class. And it's so weird, Adam. This is the first time we're ever talking. And we're getting to you know, pick 14, 15, 16 before we even mention a running back. It is. And, and the thing is, all those guys that Mike mentioned, if they were where he said, if they're, in the, if they're definitely day – two and round two especially picks like people will pay attention the thing is outside of probably Travion Henderson just because of his talent I don't think he's gonna like slide all the way back but if any one of these guys let's say gets drafted in round end of round four you know like when we start getting the compensation picks in round five people ain't gonna care man so that's the thing about Mm -hmm. them is understand that the names are good understand the how they do in the prospect uh like the combine and all that but if if they miss the high end pick side, it no one's gonna give a shit. So that's part of why I think the community as a whole doesn't really care that much about the running back position today. Okay, and I like what you you said about the second round picks kind of being worth potentially a little bit more if you need a running back in this year's upcoming draft. Eric, who are a couple guys you might be potentially selling if you're not a contender? Cortland Sutton kind of comes to mind for me. I don't know what his future in Denver looks like. Uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown. I think maybe Marvin Harrison could end up on the Cardinals and that takes his value way down. Are there any other veteran names that come to mind for you, Eric, that maybe we should be uh, shopping around and maybe see if we can't jiggle loose a a second rounder? Yeah. I mean, some of these names you can probably get more than a second rounder. I guess it depends on the market of your, of your dynasty league. Mm -hmm. Right. But like I, I operate with pretty hard and fast rules around age. Right. So like when, when a, when a running back is, is in your, is in their age 26 season like they need to be off my roster about <laughs> as fast as i can get them off yeah. uh, same thing with uh with wide receivers at at 28 sometimes i'll make an exception push to 29 so i'm not at all afraid of moving on from some of these these older assets right um if you can still get any value for the very old cooper cup smell you later right uh Devonta adams uh some of the names that you mentioned right like 
for for me, you know, I'm I'm always trying to get into that that peak age range for for these players. So, you know, you you obviously get as much as you can, but specifically in this upcoming draft, if you're walking away with multiple seconds or you're stacking up a second this year and a second next year for some of these players, like take that all day. Hell yeah. We got Daniel asking the question of the night for Mike. Any Iowa players he should be targeting? I'll give you two, but I can't tell you for sure if they're going to come out or not because <laughs> okay. they both they both suffered massive injuries, like season-ending injuries, and were gone. Um, the first one I'll give you is Eric Hall, uh, the tight end out of Iowa. Imagine that, tight end you, stand up, let's go. Um, I don't know if he'll be able to have any eligibility to come back. The, the college eligibility rules anymore confuse the shit out of me. you got dudes coming back for your seventh, eighth year, it feels like. Yeah. You know, they've been in college since I was in college, which was a long time ago. <laughs> Um, but if he does come out, uh, has no eligibility remaining, by all means, look at Eric Hall. And uh, surprise, surprise, another tight end, Luke Lachey. Luke Lachey. Uh, okay. I've been on big Luke Lachey since probably about week two. Um, I was a little skeptical that he was going to be the guy. Week two, he was entirety of Iowa's offense right up until he got hurt. Now, the problem with him is I think he'll probably come back. He has eligibility remaining, so he'll probably come back to Iowa and play out another year there. Um, but if I'm wrong and he comes out, pay attention to him. And in your dynasty drafts, instead of being that sucker that takes Brock Bowers at the 104, take yeah. Luke Lachey at yeah. the 304 and thank me later. Uh, Sam Laporta, you're welcome for everybody who listened on him last year. Let's go. Let's go. Some free advice there from Mike. Uh, Daniel saying he's in a startup and has no first or seconds uh, after this season. Going to be interesting to see how much it takes to trade back in. It's it gets more expensive the more you wait, in my opinion, Daniel. I think that the yeah. more rookie season uh, gets a little more hype behind it, it's going to be tough. Um, guys, we, we have a, a lot more in the show left for you. We're going to talk about our, our top five Christmas specials, then get to your questions in from the forum and in the scope. But uh, we are going to first let Mike and Adam go. Guys, thanks so much for blessing us with your time today. How can we best support you, South Harming Fantasy Football, and all the shitheads moving forward, man? Oh man, just uh, just keep doing what you guys are doing, man. I just like having friends in this space. I'm not gonna come on here and promote my own shit, but you want to come check it out? Go look at South Harm and stuff, or find me on Twitter. It doesn't really matter at Iowa Michael, but uh, that's all I got. I'm not a big promotional guy. I just really appreciate hopping on. This is uh the second time I think I've been on the show. Uh, a few times I've done uh stuff with Seth, Eric. You're awesome. Uh, love everything you guys got going on over here. So. Uh, even though it was last minute, you know, Adam and I are like, fuck it, we'll move some shit around. We got this. <laughs> I'm going to come on and hang out with our buddies, man, and talk dynasty football and rookies. So uh, that's the best way to support us is just keep being good, good, good content creators and really good people. Thank Absolutely. You, yeah. And, uh, yeah, this is my second time coming on with these guys, Eric and Seth. It's been fun. Um, I, if you want to support us, you can go check us out, our South Harmon stuff. But um, South Harmon FF, you know, YouTube x uh i guess my atm 40 chess is pretty bad follow <laughs> yeah. so that's why i don't promote it um but yeah you know you want to check our stuff out that's where you do it but yeah keep keep doing what you guys are doing man i love seeing the uh the growth and seeing the show production and, and what you guys are doing so just keep at it man great stuff thank you guys i greatly appreciate it and your guys' friendship is not taking light either man seriously it's been one of the the blessings of my 2022 is getting to meet the guys over at shit so Thank you guys so much. Make sure you guys are opening a new tab on YouTube, checking out South Harmon Fantasy Football. Thank you guys so much, and uh, we'll catch you soon. Thank you.
Appreciate you guys. We'll uh, we'll see you next time. We'll have to do this again real soon here. And maybe a follow-up uh, once we get some more rookie information. Yes, huh? sir. Let's sure. do it. Let's do it. All right. We'll Thanks, catch guys. you guys later. Thank you. And now we're back. <laughs> and we're back. Adam. You, Mike, man, it was it was good, though. You see, like, I wasn't yeah, sure was if the old time. arm was going to hold up. And relief pitch, easy, man, you know? Dude, I'm also thinking, too, like, oh, they're going to try to get us out of there. You know, like, Seth probably feels bad. He's going to get us out of there within, like, you know, 15, 20 <clears> minutes. It could be bang, bang, boom. And I'm like, shit, I got another two, three hours in me. Boys, we want to keep going. Let's, I was let's gonna say we second rounders. <laughs> the only thing that sucks is, like, the way Mike and I go, it's like we got to pick 14. It's like we kind of got a little bit of blue balls on round two, which we figured we'd get, we can air out here a little bit and get to some q and I've never talked with Jeff. Um, like, we, we've – I think we might have had some like disagreements on Twitter. That's probably about the only the only thing I know about Jeff. Um, I didn't think the ranks were too bad though. They're pretty damn spot on, other than the Brock Bowers thing, which uh, uh, you you and I both know will be against consensus for a lot of the dynasty community. Like they'll be creaming their pants over Brock Bowers. So yeah, I think I, I think it's just one of those things where, frankly, Mike, I'm glad it happened too. But the we've. We, by opening our eyes to the warp and probably a little before yeah. that, learned that I don't. Brock Bowers has to be Brock Bowers plus, and he has to become that in production for me to even think about where the neighborhood where he's going at. It's just, it's way too high for Brock Bowers. Um, and it's not a knock against him, it's just a knock against the position. I don't care enough about it, man. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> uh, Fizzle was over there. Uh, Tom. Koopa, you guys yep. all tuned in. Appreciate you. What do you guys have any th- feedback? Like, I want to hear your opinion. What do you guys think about it? Why they talk about it? Adam, I think uh, just the general wholesale. You didn't get to do the uh, the Canton Bound because you were traveling uh, last week. Yep. Or yeah, it was tra- last week. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Last couple weeks I was traveling New York and then uh, El Paso. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready yeah, to be home, man. Re- really glad I'm, to be home. I almost forgot about the New York thing. Jesus, man, I know. You it's all been, good. You got frequent flyer miles. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny. Uh, Fizzle was saying, "Oh, you've gone again." Uh, uh, listen, I need I might need to check back on that. You know, uh, was in the lounge though. Got lounge access with my daughter because yes. I mean she's going to run around the airport anyway. So let's at least get her in some closed space she can run. But yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I think the biggest takeaway though, like I had on Cantonbound when I was going through it, I'm so excited about this 24 class just as a whole because I mean, anytime you get a potential of and realistically, I, I I'm, let me just say realistically. There's a chance that you get like upwards of five quarterbacks in the first round. Yeah, like that's a real thing that could happen. I think it's probably more like four um, on the high end, and, and more realistically three. But three feels like a lock at this point. Uh, the way the NFL's drafted quarterbacks in the last couple of years, and the way the quarterback classes have been, uh, Kenny Pickett last year, uh, <laughs> obviously not turning out the greatest outside of <laughs> CJ Stroud, but. Uh, uh, Bryce Young, the way he's been playing, not so good. But the the need for quarterback feels like the NFL's thirsty as they've ever been, right, with all these turds coming in. <clears throat> Joe Flacco coming in off the streets now and playing for the Cleveland Browns. Holy Santa Claus. Say it ain't so, so, Joe. You start a draft class with the potential four or five quarterbacks in the first round for Superflex Leagues, and all of a sudden I'm like, ooh, <laughs> right, yeah. let's pay attention here. We got damn near half the first round filled out. It's just quarterbacks. Um, and then you throw in – realistically six to eight wide receivers that could be first round nfl picks or early day two guys holy santa claus shit and then a guy like brock bowers and <laughs> and i think that probably that was the biggest thing about doing that podcast last week and then doing it again this week with with seth and uh um on in between media the ibt guys 
Adam, man, we're getting to the second round before we even talk about running backs, before we even talk about these sleeper types, before we even talk about the tight end two of this class who's an athletic freak, right? Yeah. Javian Sanders. So, woo, 2024 is shaping out to be hell of a class already. And uh, yeah. we haven't we haven't even had any of those senior bowl guys, those late risers, well, you know, those Luke Musgraves or Christian Watsons, those fucking guys that come out of nowhere Tajay nobody's Spears. heard of. Tajay Spears, right. Fuck. <clears throat> but, but, okay, see – uh, we got some some comments back in here, but uh, I, let me just say it this way: I think, okay, what's crazy about the twenty four class and where we're at today? We got really into, and twenty three became very ahead of its time in the year of twenty twenty one. Really, right? Building up yeah. the, the in between the twenty twenty season and twenty twenty one season, the twenty three hype started. Which, if you just think about that, that's like if we're talking about twenty six right now, like. Yeah. That's what right. Like, think about that. So we built up 23 to be this just, you can't wait. I mean, you have no idea what 23 is going to do to the landscape of the game. Now, fast forward all this time later, CJ Stroud's lived up to the hype. A Rich, I think, lived up to the hype, but it was in such a short window and then got hurt. I don't know what that's going to really do to his value and if he's going to retain, mm-hmm. right? And what what he's going to be in the future, no one really knows. That's completely question mark wild card. Bryce's look bad, but then you look and you think about it. The reality was that position of running back was massive in 2020 and going into 2021 and even in 2021. Look at where it is today. And 2023 was built on a lot of these running backs. So that class that ultimately was ultimately was built up to high heavens, like really failed us. Now, fast forward, 2024 was talked about as, yeah, go get those guys. There's some really good running backs, but the running backs, we don't care about at all, but this class has both quarterbacks and receivers. And if you like tight end or you don't, it has two guys that are ultimate upside tight ends. So, Mike, now, now all of a sudden, what's great about this class, you have such a deep receiver room. You have, to your point, I think the NFL now, think about the NFL in 2022. All they took was Pickett. <clears throat> 2023, there's three of them. All these teams are still thirsty. We'll see how many go, but... Even let's say if it's only three quarterbacks, Mike. If it's only three, this class is going to be great. If it's four or five, that just adds upside into it. But what's awesome now is that some of these running backs ultimately will be going for almost nothing in leagues. And you might be able to get some of them late. Ultimately, too, at that position, do we even have to care? Like, we may not have to care. You may not even give a shit. You may just be able to clean up at the, the depth at receiver and quarterback, man. Here's another thing too, like just to, to take into account. And then we'll get to, we'll get to some of these. I want to talk to you guys about this uh, before we bounce out of here. Uh, this will be a little bit quicker because yeah. we just did yeah. an hour over there. But um, here's the other thing, Adam, that kind of occurred to me too, um, just now, and and it's kind of been in the back of my mind. But think about the NFL draft as a whole, right? It's 32 picks in the first round. Yeah, somebody gets first round draft capital for fantasy football. We're interested. Right, I don't give a fuck who you are. Right, you be a quarterback, we hate you. Go pick thirty-one <laughs> in the NFL draft. We go, oh shit, uh, maybe I should take another look at this guy. Right, <laughs> for fantasy yeah, purposes, you, I should. You at least attention. are gonna dive into it, right? Right. Think about uh, a lot of these draft classes in the last couple of years. A lot of these defensive stars. A lot of these guys coming out all over the place. Right. Last year, Will Anderson. You know, Houston moving heaven and earth to, to make sure they could get Will Anderson, too, to go with C.J. Stroud. Adam, 
some of these mock drafts I'm looking at have maybe 10 defensive guys total in the first round. That's 22 offensive players as first-round picks. And even if you say seven of them are offensive linemen, eight of them are offensive linemen, you're talking about 14 potential skill positions for fantasy football or dynasty that are going in the first round of an NFL draft. There's only 12 picks in a rookie draft in the first round. So that means we actually have the potential of a guy getting drafted in the first round being available at the 201, the 202, the 203, etc. Here's one thing, too. I want to play a little fun game with you because you watch a lot of college football just like I do. Sure. Right? Like we, we pay attention. I mean, we're not campus to Canton guys. Those guys are. Well, like, well, hold on. We are. We're just not to their level, right? We, we're doing a podcast over there. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're not. To, yeah, that's no. true. Technically, we are. Uh, we're like diet. We're, we're interns. <laughs> exactly. This is exactly what we are. <laughs> we're interns. But uh, I got to say some names here, right? This is a, a CBS mock draft of the NFL, right? Hit me. Tyler Newbin. Any idea who that is or what TV plays for? No idea who Nobin is. He's a safety from Minnesota. <laughs> Projected. Because we show. cooked his ass. That's, I guess, probably why. Braylon Trice. I don't think I know who he is either. Uh, defensive end from Washington. Okay. Oh, you know what? Mike, I, I feel like I knew that name, but I wasn't sure. Uh, I watched that game um, with them versus Washington State over the Thanksgiving break. So that's probably where I heard it. But I was like, man, I can't really figure out who that is. So I did see him a little bit, but that's the only time I saw him this year. Cameron Kitchens. Uh, definitely. No idea. I don't even, I'm not in the kitchen often. <laughs> Safety for Miami. Uh, Leonard Taylor, the third. I knew the second, but don't know the third. <laughs> He's a he's a defensive lineman for Miami. Okay. Um, oh, they got they got some uh, some studs, huh? Jared Verse. Okay, where is he going? Is it these are all first I, round picks? I yeah, I got Jared Verse. I knew Jared Verse, Florida State, Fizzle, no. Okay. Uh, defensive end. He's a he's a unit. <laughs> okay. A unit. Um, oh yeah, I've Kay- seen, I, I saw him play this weekend. Yep. Kalen King. Mm, I don't think I know that name either, man. Now you're schooling me. I don't know any of these defensive guys. Penn State cornerback. Uh, I, oh, I don't know uh, what's his name? Would be uh, <laughs> Sean would be going crazy, man. All right, Dallas Dallas Turner. Don't know Dallas Turner. I don't know any of these dudes right now so far. I, I do know. I, I knew Dallas Turner, Alabama uh, defensive lineman, edge rusher. <laughs> they, they have too many though, man. It's hard to keep track of them all. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Cooper DeGene. <laughs> <laughs> these are are these all first round picks though? Yeah. Okay, so how? But how many total are in the mocks? I thought you said there's only like ten. Yeah, this is uh this is twelve in this one. Um, now but Cooper, DeGene, like Cooper DeGene is your guy though, right? Yeah, cornerback, white yeah. cornerback. Yeah, I, I know him, but okay. Nate Wiggins, uh, corner from Clemson. Kool Aid McKinstry. Uh, a lot of people have heard of him, like kind of a well-known guy, Alabama corner. Um, Chop Robinson, Penn State. He's projected in the top twelve defensive okay. end. Um. Uh, Jerzon Newton, Illinois defensive lineman, projected in the top ten. No idea who the hell he is. This John is Robinson's only twenty, man. I know, but this is my point. A lot of these guys, I watch a lot of college football, and not a lot of these guys have stood out. Like in the past, you kind of have a good feel for some of the <clears> defensive <throat> players coming out, right? Like right. you knew when Sauce Gardner was coming out. You knew about Chase Kobe Young. Bryant, his teammate, <clears throat> like on the other side of the field, the other corner for Cincinnati. You knew Chase Young. You knew Will Anderson. Yeah. Uh, you knew some of these top linebackers 
uh, oh, yeah. coming out. Some of these top safeties with the just strike fear into the God. A lot of these dudes, man, for as much college football as I've watched this year, I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? Like, well, you know what's I've crazy, never though? Heard of this fucking guy. What's crazy is, <laughs> I think. He's projected in the first round. No wonder that there's only 10 or 12 because maybe this isn't a very good defensive draft. Well, I was actually going to say, though, what's crazy is uh, starting to play some IDP leagues this year. Not, not, that, not a ton still, right? But, like, I still pay attention to the defensive side of the ball in college. I pay more attention to the NFL now. I used to, I've always paid attention to it, but I'm maybe doing little deeper dives, watching even on the weekends on Sundays, right? Like, oh yeah, I got him and I got him in the uh, shit IDP. Let's go. Can we get it? Can we get a sack? Can we get a tackle? I, Mike, honest to God, I think um, I'll start to pay more attention to it in college. But this year, I don't think the names really have stood out. And, and if you just think about the 24 draft class, like at least from what I can tell you is. There's not a Will Anderson in this class that, you know, someone's like, holy shit, man. Like, you got to go get him as far as, like, locked in top three, five type of value. I'm not saying somebody won't go high in this class, but you just, the name is not a household name. There's not a guy that really sticks out to you in this class. So, not to say it won't be a decent class. And, like, maybe there's some really good players here, but I don't, it's not a deep one anyway at the high end level. Yeah. Yeah, um, just looking at this mock draft too is kind of interesting. Uh, the defensive guy goes number one overall, which uh, I could tell you that I already questioned the shit out of this draft. Well, I was gonna say maybe that's why we don't know the names because I I don't envision that happening. Um, what what I was gonna ask you is, but the picks are interesting, right? There's what's the kid's name? I know him. It's crazy first name. Uh, Illinois guy supposed to go pretty high. Newton, I think, right? Ooh. Oh yeah, Jerzan. Jerzan, Jerzan. There you go. Yeah, Jerzan. like like I know a couple of the names, but not not like a lot of them. Um, I'm just. I get you. So this mock actually has a uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, being the first offensive guy <laughs> off the board, number two to the Cardinals. So mm-hmm. Kyler Murray, what's up? That'd be fun. Uh, Caleb Williams, pick three to New England. Okay. Now I'm not too worried about New England unless uh, Bill Belichick is back and they decide to not get Caleb Williams any weapons because he'll be doomed to fail then. Now if they got a new Fair. GM, new coaching staff, and they they surround him with some some pieces, like I don't give a fuck. It's New England. <laughs> I'm not gonna get scared off by that. Yeah. Drake May at four to the Card or the Falcons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Jaden Daniels five to the Giants. Fuck that, you, Daniel Jones. This is where see. The, uh, I was trying to think, man. There's another guy that I thought I thought for sure would be on that list. Is uh, is it Lassiter, the corner? I thought is going to be going the first round pick oh, for sure man, too. He didn't make it. He didn't make wow, it. Wow. Okay. I, he's coming out of Georgia. I, like that. Those are the two names I really know for this class. But anyway, regardless, what I was going to say is that uh, with the quarterbacks p- pivoting, the the we talked about this on with the IBT guys. But Mike, I think quarterback three in this class is going to be supremely valuable as far as yep. not like he's, he's not going to step in as a Drake may or Caleb Williams, uh, you know, dynasty value wise likely. However, mm-hmm. that is the wild card. I think about one Oh four and one Oh six, like that next range where right now I lump one Oh four to probably one first round. Honestly, let's just call it like that r- realistically. Right. Cause and that, the reason is cause I don't have a locked in quarterback asset. But the, the wild card upside of 104 to 106 is if you have a chance to get Jaden Daniels, who's a fifth overall pick, it ain't 103, but it is, you're going to want that player a lot more, I think, than you will some of the, the, the wide receivers. So that's what makes throw, 104 to 106, I think, wild card range for me. 
let me throw another one in then for you. Like, what would you do? Let me ask you. Okay. Um, you, you talk about that, right? So Jaden Daniels, like, fuck, man. He went fifth overall to the Giants. Like, 104. Jaden Daniels, right? Yep. But what if this happened? Bo Nix to the Vikings at pick 20. Now you have a fourth quarterback <clears throat> off the board. So so I think and I think that's why I saved 104 to 106 because I, I bet you this the 20th overall pick might push him down. Like, mate, but, Mike, I bet you I'd be sitting, sniffing around, like, is he gone at 106? Did he make it through? Oh, he's still there? Okay, can I trade back into the 107, the 108, for something that's, you know, a regular wide receiver price? Okay, can I do that? That's, that, that's I think, where I'd be on something like that, right? Yeah, if you were to tell me that we get four quarterbacks in the first round, I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr. would be the one who's, I'm with you, like, <clears throat> 102, 101, 103, whatever the fuck you want to do. Like, that guy's different. And he's going to be yes. different in the dynasty community. I'm telling you, Adam, there's going to be out of the top five picks. If this were to happen, like, I don't care if it's Bo Nix. I don't care if it's Michael Penix. I don't care if it's JJ McCarthy. I don't care if uh, the fucking Vikings fall in love with Joe Milton because he has a combine that's fucking better than Anthony Richardson ever had. Right. Right. No, I'm, I'm sure I shouldn't be laughing, but I get you. Joe Milton. Right. Yeah, you, know, you are. You know what I mean? No, no, I'm with you. I think the and other great part you, about, like the, Oh, go ahead. The, the, the first five picks, four of them would be quarterbacks. And yes. then we'd go, I'll get the receiver later. <laughs> like, I'll get the I get fuck Xavier Worthy to the Chiefs. Uh, it's basically the same as Keon Coleman to the, the Bengals. Fuck it. <laughs> well imagine too, Mike, if this was to happen and somebody wants to take Brock Bowers ahead of them quarterbacks. You know don't you know it's coming. You know that's coming. Yeah, I know it's coming too. And the best part, I think, is that you'll be able to clean up later. Now, let me ask you uh, last question, I think, or last thing I wanted to talk about here, which we didn't get a yeah. chance to over there. All right, because we're quarterback horde guys, right? And I, the reason I want to ask this one is I think team build really does come down to – so, for example, let's say you got two elite quarterbacks. Let's call it Mahomes and – so you got Mahomes, but maybe not. Maybe a next tier guy. So it's I don't know what that's. Herbert, Lamar, C.J. Stroud. I don't know if you even call C.J. Stroud a tier two guy yet or not, but something like that, right? You got two of these guys. I think he might be tier one. You think he's Mahomes tier? Oh, yeah, I wow. Think so. Okay, I'm not doing that. But I point is, let's say yeah. you got a tier one guy. Let's say it's Mahomes, and let's say you have either Herbert or Lamar. Then, for the sake of the, the discussion, mm-hmm. you're you're set at QB. Let's right. say it's a lineup league, not a best ball league. Because in best yep. ball, I'm just going to take – I don't care. I'll t- keep taking them quarterbacks. I can probably have yep. up to four or five. Lineup. Are you taking Caleb Williams or Drake May and saying, I can trade it for more? Or do you just take Marvin Harrison Jr. there? Because the reality is you're going to trade it for something that's going to be probably – even if you get someone to overpay, you know, you're getting a fucking – a top three, four receiver. It's it's not the typical discussion at receiver. So I guess the reason I bring it up. So I think, Mike, the reason I ask you this is that might be the first time, even wearing the quarterback hoarding shirt, that I would consider yeah. taking the Marv side. I think you're right. I think I'm kind of with you because they are rookie quarterbacks and why I love them to death. I love Drake May. I love Caleb Williams, right? Like, I love those guys. Um, Here's the thing, man. I've seen guys sour on dynamite QB prospects. Like, mm-hmm. fucking Bryce Young did everything you wanted him to do in college. Everything. Tua. Every, Tua. Um, I've watched these guys do every single thing imaginable 
come out. Justin Fields fucking last year gave you a what top five QB performance from for majority of the year. Literally, that counted, literally, right? Mike, he was top five even still then. Right, and, and broke fantasy at points. Uh, people fucking hated him. Uh, I think I'm with you. Like if I was already set, yeah, yeah, I think I'm I'm going Marv because Marv falls into that Chase and Jefferson tier where they're just different. Um, Long term. <clears throat> You could probably make the case that you take the the Drake May or the Caleb Williams as long as you were to flip them before the season started, you know, before some hate and some stink got on them and, mm-hmm. you know, extract the full amount of value, the three first price that they're going to be because of their first-round startup picks or whatever right. the case may be. But yep. I, th- I think this might be the first year ever, Adam, where I'm like, you know what, fuck it. i just take the receiver if I'm already set at quarterback. I'm good. And I would say even in best ball leagues, Adam, you know, some of these, I got four quarterbacks, I got five quarterbacks who, For sure. who, who are going to have jobs. You know, if they make it through the NFL draft and they, they don't they don't have any problems, they're not getting replaced, um, make it through free agency. Shit, man, if I'm already set a quarterback, let me go get Marvin Harrison because he's just different. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to start the season with Marvin Harrison on, but, you know, I'm going to – I might end up with fucking CD Lamb and a plus, which would be pretty <laughs> sure <sweet> too. <laughs> or even, or even just say, you know what? Like, I just maybe, maybe you just trade it straight up because now it's yeah. kind of found money type thing, right? Yeah. Because you're trying to go win. Now, I, I think the reason I bring that up is that is uh, going to be probably realistically the reason I think it's so interesting is. Caleb Williams and Drake May are very, very good quarterback prospects too. Like this isn't like yes. we're talking about the Kenny Pickett thing, okay? Like, Correct. yeah, this is a, these are quarterbacks that are in the high end upside tier. But Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud were good. They were better than Kenny Pickett. They were better than the Malik Willis, the Sam Howell class. These guys are above those dudes. <laughs> exactly. So the the reason I wanted to highlight this point is typically in most discussions we ever have on 4D. I wanted to highlight this and make sure you're on the same page. I, I thought you would be, but I just wanted to make sure because it's antithetical to a lot of stuff we talk about on the show where it's quarterback values and hoarding. Like I'm still all much into those pro- those principles, but this is going to be the exception to the rule because Marvin Harrison Jr. basically out of the box is going to be wide receiver three to five. And that position is also peaking in dynasty value. So this that I think he's one of the rare exceptions where – this is going to come down to team build, though. I want to make sure this is clear. I will take Caleb, and I will take May ahead of Marvin Harrison Jr. every single time if I need the quarterback and I don't already have my room built up. But if I do have my room built up, this is going to be the exception to the quarterback horde. And I think the main reason I wanted to highlight this point, Mike, is when you quarterback horde, what are you doing? You're trying to force the market to overpay for a quarterback because they don't have one. Great. What are you going to get now? Well, you're going to probably hope to get a Marvin Harrison Jr., a C.D. Lamb, and I'm in Ross St. Brown. So just fucking take it now. Like, that's the reality of why I wanted to discuss this. Because don't overthink it here when you have a guy that's that good coming out of the box. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. This is going to be weird for me. (laughs) It is. Uh, I felt odd going through this, but I'm like, shit, man, I think that's the play. I'm I'm with you too, and I think there might be a few scenarios, Adam. Uh, I'm you know we got I got 40 leagues, you got 30 plus. Like, there's gonna be a few scenarios. I got a lot of rebuilders with a fucking ton of draft picks. There's gonna yes. be a few times, Adam. I can already envision like Mike took a wide receiver at the 101. <laughs> like you, 
You Who is he? QB. Yeah, you got to give up that QB horn shirt, bro. Yeah, I need that shirt back. And I'm going to, you know what? While we're at it, let me get that crown back. Um, to yeah. your house. Get out of here. <laughs> but it's going to happen. I, I can see a scenario where it's going to happen. Uh, I can't Fizzle too. did say uh, every last wide receiver from five to nine goes before Bowers unless the Kansas City Chiefs take him. Now, for us, the South Harmon people, yeah, you're right. Uh, man, even if. I guess maybe if the Chiefs would take him, I could tell myself a story like this: Travis Kelsey's replacement. <laughs> Travis Kelsey rides off in the sunset with Taylor right. Schwartz, what if Patrick what if what if Brock play. took him? They took Brock and and yeah. Travis. You know, yeah. let's say they either win one or they had a great season, and he's like, "Listen, yeah, you know, me and Swift are we're gonna work out. I'm 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 riding out after this year. Like people go crazy. Yeah, uh, where'd they have him going in this mock? Uh, the I, I South Harmon people will be on board, but uh, the the fantasy community, on the other hand, is going to push him up way too much. He goes to the Rams at thirteen. That's the thing about Bowers, though, Mike. It's not just the names good. It's not just that he has, you know, very very different athletic traits. It's that, like, he doesn't fall outside the top fifteen in almost any mock. Like, no. this guy's going to go so high. So. You tell me a guy that the community loves, the name is high, and he's going to go to a top fifteen pick. It's it's way too it's way too All much right. what he's going to be going at dynasty value wise. Let's just make sure we don't fall into the trap, right? Like assuming this happened, uh, the Chargers okay. pick at twelve. Oh what if no! Brock Bowers went with Herbert to the Chargers. Do you, Mike? Do you know why that would be so dangerous? Because they're like, listen. They can't get the wide receiver two right, so it's essentially that. But he gets to play the tight end position. Yeah. I ain't fucking falling for the trap, though. Do you remember how I good Gerald Everett was in hard. points? Imagine if it's Gerald Everett and Mike Williams all in one. It'd be hard, but I wouldn't fall for the trap. I'm gonna be strong. Christian, be clip strong. that. <laughs> Christian, clip that. I'm gonna be fucking strong. Uh, can I tell you one thing? Why I need that clipped? The off season is a long beast it's a marathon and all it takes is one moment of judgment lapse to just yeah. adam i can see a scenario where they're really using this guy like a wide receiver bro i think i'm buying in i think i'm buying in stay strong yeah. my friends stay strong <laughs> fizzle also said he thinks uh four quarterbacks will be a lock with how bad quarterback play has been i i, I listen i tend to i tend to agree it's just amazing to me mike that in 2023 and in 2022, I was thinking the same thing. I watched the Falcons take two. I guess Drake Drake London's not a luxury position, but in the last three years, they've taken a luxury position ahead of a quarterback inside the top ten. Yeah, like yeah. I I I gotta think it's four. But just just think about this for a second. What you and I are talking about, I, I think you even maybe a little bit more so, but like I'm kind of on board of hoping that the Cardinals keep Kyler and that the yeah. Bears keep Fields. You're talking about you're talking about two teams keeping quarterbacks in the top two picks possibly. I'm just saying, although four should be a lock and we we probably should get five, like I could see this NFL being weird as hell again and it's like we got two early and then we're waiting on pins and needles like they're not going to take another one, are they? And then we get a third – like at 20 something and then that's it. Like I guess the reason I say that is I I don't want to guarantee it because I've seen the NFL do weirder shit. Um I just it feels like there's too many teams this year that are just desperate for a fucking quarterback. So uh Bears possibility, right? 
Yep. Cardinals possibility, possibility. Patriots yep. possibility, Falcons possibility, Giants pa- Patriots possibility. and Falcons should be. Yeah, Titans. Giants possibility. Titans, I think, needs to go from possibility to it. they. They should be, but I don't know what they think of Levis, man. That's the hard part. Washington is a possibility. Yeah, uh, the Bears again a second time <laughs> possibility. Uh, Packers, I think, after this last week's game, I don't Mike. think is. Can we at least say? Don't don't. If the Bears don't take a quarterback at one or two, whatever it ends up, there is. There, could you imagine if they traded out of that pick for a haul and then took a QB at that next pick? Oh my gosh! Stop it! The world would go crazy. Uh, Bucks possibility. It's absolutely a possibility. I think because the reality is now, Mike, when you get to this range, the possibility is going to determine who is in their big board and who's on and who's left, right? But yeah, uh, these teams the are all going to be possibility. Jets. Jets shouldn't be a possibility. They're, I think, probably a necessity unless they really think Rodgers for another year. Unless he looks like dog shit when he does come back from his Achilles. It's just not there. To Wouldn't win. that be fun if he like just yeah, plays amazing. out of his uh, awful? Uh, Chargers, no. Nah, hell no. Rams, possibility. For sure. Raiders, possibility. Uh, should be. Uh, Lock. Colts, no. Uh, Broncos? I don't think so, just because the rest contract is so strenuous. Bengals, no. Bills, no. I don't think the Saints either. They they invested a lot in Derek Carr this offseason. Do they have their first still? Yeah. Yeah, they still have it. Wow. Good Vikings. for them. Yes. Um, yeah, Vikings I think Car- should be should definitely be Cardinals considered. come up again at the back end of the first round. Texans pick. Stop it. <laughs> Seahawks. Possibility. Definitely a possibility. Uh, I think more more likely now they should be starting to think probability just because – I'm not saying they won't keep Geno if they have to, but I think they're starting to see this year that like quarterback is going to be what keeps them from going to the next step. Steelers. Uh, I, I lean no, but I think very much a possibility now. It's a possibility, yeah. Uh, Texans no. Uh, Dolphins no. Cowboys no. 49ers I would say no. Unless something stupid's there, no, right. don't do it. They, I don't think they can do it unless Brock really fucks up in the playoffs, or I, I just don't think they can go back to the well of a rookie quarterback again this soon. It just feels too soon. You know what I mean? Just saying, if he didn't look good in the playoffs and doesn't I, do it, over I the understand home. the, I understand the want and the narrative, but to do what you did for Trey Lance and then you get Brock and then now you. To get one, it would be it, you just it feels it feel crazy to do that, but I'm not saying it's impossible. And then they were there on the clock at 27, and uh, a prospect just like uh, two of it with a stronger arm is sitting there, who we just saw run a McDaniel offense pretty goddamn well. Just saying. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> so I'm not I, I'm not going to say it's impossible. I just I think that would be insane for them right. to do. Uh, Jags no, Chiefs no, uh, Lions I would say is a possibility. You already saw the Lions is is uh is becoming a possibility, right? But I still think no, just because I think that the one that they probably have on their board is gone. But you never know. Uh, Ravens no and Eagles no. So did you not say that we didn't say the Packers anywhere? I did. I did. Oh, did you? Okay, sorry, I I missed that one. Did we possibility right? Not not a lock to do it. I don't think it's a lock. I think it's. I don't think it's a lock. I think. I think. Oh, really? Got some goodwill. Right. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So you think he gets That's an extension this offseason? 
Yeah, I think so. I think at the very least they franchise tag him. That's uh, that's what goes on. Gotcha. Okay. So uh, actually, I think it's his fifth year option this year, this upcoming year. So they no, they they didn't up. they didn't opt into his option. They gave they, him less than they gave him less than the fifth year option because they didn't want to pay him as much. No shit. Yeah. Must have missed that. So di- so right. So so he has on, he's on the books. I think for like less than the fifth year option. It's uh, go, go pull up his contract. Prior to the start of the season, they declined his fifth-year option. Instead, they signed him to a two-year extension, right, uh, worth twenty-two and a half million. Okay, so they got him for next year already under contract. Right. It's but it's still pretty. It's relatively cheap. I'm just the reason yeah. I throw it out there is if they really like a prospect, I think it's a possibility. Now, I'm not saying I agree with you. I agree with you that it's. I would not be surprised if Love is their starter next year. I'm just saying I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if they if they had let's say Penix as their quarterback three on their board and he's sitting there. I wouldn't. I don't. I don't think people should be shocked if they took him. Right? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I think if it just feels more and more likely like he's going to be the starter in 2020. I, so. I think he's. I think he started. He has had a very rocky up and down season. His rough moments have been bad, but I think he's done enough in these last couple of games that the Packers might want to see uh, another year out of him. That's, I guess, the way. <laughs> uh, uh, Tom says, it was good to hear the takes on the 2024 for now. Good to see later first we'll get decent wide receivers and perhaps quarterbacks. Later first, early seconds, money picks. Whole Great second picks. round right now looks really, really good. Go get those seconds, Tom. But, the but the but uh, yes, I agree. Get the seconds. The reason we were talking about that, Mike, that we four quarterbacks, five quarterbacks, I mean, we we mentioned well over 10, 10 teams minimum, fifteen easily. teams roughly that could easily take a quarterback in round one. Yeah, yeah, uh, and Fizzle posted three times in a row, so he's very serious about this. If the Falcons don't take a quarterback with all that talent, burn the logo, the stadium, everything, everything, everything in caps. I think, uh, I think I agree. The thing will be for the Falcons. Do they? Does the GM have the balls to? Now that he didn't have, he didn't take one when they're in the position. Like, yeah. does he have the balls to like go move up for their guy? Like, spend up to go get one? I hope so. Because I if they, because so. if not, what if what if it's sitting there and it's uh, again in the range of you know, what are they? What are they supposed to be right now? Like, middle of round one, right? Uh, yeah. What is I? Yeah, right now I think. And this would also be if they 16. don't win the division, correct? Right. Right now they pick nineteen. So, so yeah, you're gonna have to move, man. You're gonna have to move up, and that's not always easy for them to do. I'm with Fizzle though. Like, there's quarterbacks in this class. Go up and get one, man. Please, please do. Uh, yeah, Falcons, man. They had so man. They could have had Trey Lance for a fucking third round pick. There ain't no way San Francisco turns that down when all they could get was a fourth out of Dallas. I was shocked that uh, they did not go try to get it. Yeah, Tom says uh, Love has a 12 million dead cap. I think if they draft one, though, Love probably still ends up being the starter day one. It just it just is a signing that they are signaling that they're moving on. They like, could have at least had goodwill. If if Jordan Love was out there looking as bad as Desmond Ritter did, or not Jordan Love, uh, Trey Lance was out there this year looking as bad as Desmond Ritter, yeah. they would still have goodwill. They'd be like, well, he just needs the reps. You know, <laughs> like, Fair. Hey, he's fine. He just needs the reps. They spent a second round pick on a guy who's fucking ass. <laughs> ass. Then ass, they bench geez. him for a guy who's even more ass. <laughs> to bring him back. <laughs> and now I'm not sure that that other guy was more ass. Now I think Desmond Ritter might be the most ass. I don't know who the hell's more ass. <laughs> I know that we need to uh, get a quarterback in Atlanta. 
I, by the way, Fizzle, can I say this? If you burn the logo, I'm okay moving on from this new logo and going back to the OG logo, though. I like that idea. You know, let's logo. just let's just do that. But I'll say this: I think uh, 24 class wrap up, IBP, IBT wrap up, uh, Mike. Class is good. Class Great. is deep. Class has high end upside at the positions you want quarterback. It has high end upside at the receiver that you want. So, like in Dynasty where we sit today. I think the main thing is try to fall fall void of uh you know try to fall out of the trap of Brock Bowers just because the position isn't what it needs to be. You do that, you're gonna like a lot of these picks. I can't guarantee they all hit. That's not what I'm trying to tell you. I just think that there's a lot of value to be had in this class. Yeah, I love this class. I'm I'm extremely excited for it. Now on some of these contenders where I'm like, eh, am I gonna win this motherfucker? <laughs> it's looking mm-hmm. bad. I'm kind of sad that I already pushed that late first in. You know, like, ah, it's the 110 at worst. Like, yep. Fuck, I'd rather have the 110 than You know what's crazy? Actually, though, to, to that point, the 24 class, the way it's it's shaking out, holding on to your pick has actually probably been the first time where you may legitimately, with a late first, get more. Like, because a lot of times when, when you're looking like you get a buy, teams are like, ah, it's the first, but it's... Guy. You might you might be able to buy for it now with someone penciling it in one eleven one twelve more than you could in the off season. When, oh, that picks a long ways away, right? Like that yeah. that might be the first time that's happened ever. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so, buddy. Ooh, this is a good one, long one. I'm ready for bed. I'm ready for Did bed too. Um, but listen, I'm I'm excited going to bed. You know, we got quarterback issues being solved, S- except for the sweet. except for the one of the Cleveland Browns. That one sweet, will never be. Sweet dreams about the twenty twenty four class. Sweet dreams. Listen, my, th- my my dream right now is to, you know, clean up with these contenders, get a few titles, and then we got 2024 right here. Boom. Let's That's go. what I want for Christmas, Mike. Five quarterbacks in 24. Give it Please. to me. That's what Finally. I want for Christmas. Santa, if you're out there, I've been good. You know, I've been good. <laughs> <laughs> I predicted it, you know, two years too early. We did it in 22 when they almost took none. <laughs> And on that note, we'll see you back here same time, same place for the 4D Chess Dynasty Podcast. And just remember, when your league mates are playing chess, play 4D Chess. Love y'all. We're out of here. Peace. Peace.